Welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank with Janet Kunst. It's time to turn up your company's marketing efforts. We'll show you how with a variety of actionable plans that you can start using right now. Get ready. Big results are just ahead. Now, here is your host, Janet Kunst. Hello, and welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I'm Janet Kunst, your host, and I'm so glad that you're joining us today because we're going to be talking about sales funnels and why you're losing money if you don't have a sales funnel. So uh, over this, the course of the next hour, we're going to look at what a sales funnel is and why it's important. We'll look at some basic stages of a sales funnel, how to understand your ideal customer because that's really important in order to make your sales funnels work, and then and also we're, we'll look at how to communicate with your ideal customer at each stage of the sales funnel. And then I'll give you some tips to improve your sales funnel and get ready for 2018. So what is a sales funnel? Well, simply put, a sales funnel is just a way to depict the ideal journey that your potential customers go through on their way to becoming actual customers. And, and you may uh, promote your products or services to thousands of people, but there's really only a small percentage of them that will give you their contact information and actually become leads. And of those leads, only a fraction of them will become clients. So I, I'm sure you've all seen a funnel before and how a funnel works, and you pour a big amount of, of substance, say sand, into the top of the funnel, and then it comes out in a smooth stream from the bottom. Well, that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about taking that uh, whole big world of your target audience and your ideal customer profile and pouring it into the top of that funnel to um, uh, segment them and see who's really interested in what you're selling, whether it's a product or a service, and getting them to know, like, and trust you. And from there, uh, taking them down the path to buying from you. And uh, what's going to come out, out of the bottom is not going to be all those people that poured into the top, but it's going to come out to be those customers that really like you and want to buy your products and hopefully will become your raving fans and tell their friends and colleagues about you and, and put those people back into the top of your sales funnel. And it really, and there's a couple of reasons why you need to have a sales funnel. And one of the really important ones is that it helps you define and understand your customers' buying habits better. Most of us try to have that that attitude, oh, I'm going to nurture this uh, sales process along. But a lot of times what happens is we'll meet somebody or somebody will come to us and we get so excited that they're interested in what we have to sell that we go automatically to that um, that sales pitch. And what we want to do with the sales funnel is we want to avoid doing the, oh, it's nice to meet you, buy my product uh, type of reaction. And and you need to understand um, how your customers find you, why they find you, and why they stay or leave. So that's really key in, in uh growing your business. And it also allows you to identify and target different members of your audience based on the way that they um, 
came to you. So what was that piece of content or that interaction with you that they originally displayed interest in? So I have a couple of different things that sales uh, funnels will help you um, within your business. So the first is that an online sales funnel can help you focus on the right leads. Um, it, it actually lets you devote time and resources uh, working with those sales leads that are promising instead of spending too much time chasing uh, a lot of bad leads. Uh, we think in terms of, um, oh, I got to get the message out there. I got to get the message out there. And we get a specific message out there and we wonder why we're not getting a whole lot of traffic and and that's what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're sorting and segmenting all those so that we can take those people that initially responded to the next level and each uh, interaction that you have with your prospective customer or client actually gives you an opportunity to learn more about them and figure out who really is serious and who is not yet ready to buy so that you can actually put them in the different levels of your sales funnel that we're going to be talking about. Uh, and that leads to the second thing that is important about sales funnels is that it helps you to sort and rank your sales leads. And it, it will it will organize your sales process so that it will help you identify leads that need immediate attention, um, which leads are more likely to buy, and which will require a, a more longer-term nurturing process to follow up and convert them to customers. And um, all your leads are, are not the same. You, you, they're not... Uh, cookie cutouts of each other. So they all have their different opinions and needs and you need to address each and every one of those or find a way to group them so that you can address them in a little bit of an aggregate manner. And some will be easier to convert and become loyal customers while others may be a poor fit and require a lot of attention and persuasion to build that trust and establish a working business relationship. And then another reason why sales funnels are really important for your business is that um, it's an an easy way for you to implement a long-term process for lead nurturing. And uh, I know that a lot of you may have encountered this, but some sales, and particularly if you're selling high-ticket items, it, there's a huge um, sales process and it's a long process um, before anybody makes a decision to buy. You know, when I was in uh, the medical field and, and we were selling diagnostic imaging systems like CTs and MRI scanners, um, those were multi-million dollar sales and it could take a year or more before a hospital or a medical center was ready to buy. But we had to work through that process in order to make sure that we, that they trusted us as their provider of a new x-ray system and that uh, they knew that this was the right decision. So uh, you have to stick with it through that entire process and not uh, short short circuit it and try to get them to sell before the, or buy before they're actually ready to. And, um, and, and that's the thing is that you need to nurture that along until they are ready to make that buying decision. It's also a great way to attract the perfect leads to your business. Um, 
you what you're doing is you're finding the right content that is important to the people that um, you want to attract to the your business. So instead of making the efforts to attract everybody, uh, a well-structured sales funnel will let you speak directly to the right leads. And that's where uh, knowing who your ideal customer is is so important and comes into play. Um, and then lastly, uh, a sales funnel, believe it or not, will help you forecast your sales volume. So it's it's really a numbers game. And with each marketing exposure, you can quantify the number of customers that uh, come into your sales funnel that way. And then use that data to uh, forecast sales over a certain period of time. And when you have that well-organized sales funnel, you have analyzed the numbers and prospects who ha- you have established a working relationship and then you can actually predict sales volume. So it's really helpful in growing your business and figuring out what your sales are going to be for the quarter or for the year or um, whatever and figuring out what you need to change and what you need to tweak and how you're going to do that um, uh, going forward. So now that we've given you a, a little bit of an understanding of why you really need a sales funnel, let's really look at what a sales funnel is. And there's two ways to look at a sales funnel. You can look at it from the buyer's perspective, and then you can look at it from the seller's perspective. And when you look at a typical um, sales funnel, there's three, five, or seven stages to it. And a typical five-stage funnel moves from awareness to discovery to evaluation, then intent, and then, of course, the purchase or the conversion. So from the buyer's perspective, this is really your customer's journey. And in the awareness stage, they actually become aware that they have a problem or challenge. And they start searching for a solution to that problem or challenge. And that's when they move into the interest stage. Um, And at this stage, they may or may not come across your company, but they are actively searching for a solution to that problem or challenge. And once they've done all of that research, they enter the evaluation stage where they've found several solutions and they begin to compare each of those options to see which one fits their needs the best. And once they've done that evaluation, then they move on to the intent stage and they've decided on the company that best fits their needs. And now they have to figure out which product or service they actually want to purchase. And at this stage, they may start thinking about the different bells and whistles that are on your products and um, what, what each one really offers and if it's going to solve their problem or challenge. And then, of course, the last stage is they actually um, hit the button and make that purchase, and that's a purchase and conversion stage. Um, from a seller's perspective, uh, the journey actually mirrors the customer journey. So in the awareness stage, they're actually your cold prospect. They don't know anything about you, and they may run across you, but they know that they have a problem. Um, And in the interest stage, this is where you're going to start qualifying those leads. So uh, in a lot of cases, most customers have probably self-qualified themselves. And this means that they've made a preliminary decision um, as to whether your product or service meets their needs, um, both as a solution to the problem and as far as their budget is budget goes. And if they haven't done that, there are things that you can do during this stage to actually pre-qualify them. 
And then in the evaluation stage, this is where they're looking for a demonstration and that's what you're giving them. And, th and this is where they're kicking the tires and you need to be able to show how your solution stands out from the competition. The intent stage is really the negotiation stage. And this is where your potential customers will start asking questions about pricing. As I said, they're going to start looking at bells and whistles and, and figuring out if they can work well with you and how you're going to come to a meeting of the minds to make the sale. And in the purchase conversion stage, that's when the sale is uh, won or lost. And many make the mistake of assuming that this is the last stage of the story. And really, it's just the beginning. Because what you're going to be doing is you're going to be um, expanding on that and making them come back for more and figuring out how you're going to sell them the next product or sell them an upgrade and just keep continuing that customer relationship. And with that, that's uh, it's time for our first uh, break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the sales funnel, and then we'll start talking about the ideal how to build your ideal customer. So stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Let's face it, marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 
472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, we uh, were talking about uh, an overview of sales funnels, and we took a look at a typical traditional sales funnel from both the buyer and the seller perspectives. So now I want to give you a modified version of an online sales funnel or a marketing sales funnel, and then we'll take a look at um, how to identify who your ideal customer is and and why it's so important. So uh, for an online version of your modified sales funnel, there's really three stages to it. The first one is awareness. And this is the first step in getting more sales for your business. And and, and it's the way that you generate awareness. And uh, potential customers can gain awareness about your business in a variety of ways. Um, They can find you on your website, they can meet you in person at a local marketing event, or they can see an ad in a newspaper, or they can see on social media or pay-per-click or something along those lines. So a mix of online and offline marketing activities is the best way to get more eyes on your brand. And um, as I said before, ask in this stage, asking them right off the bat if they want to buy your product is um, probably going to be the way that they're going to start running for the hills. So you want to encourage Uh, take steps to encourage them to move down your funnel in the way that you've put your process together. You might want to offer them something free or valuable in in exchange for their contact information, or you might provide them with an invite or a coupon that will encourage them to return to you in the near future, especially if you're a brick and mortar establishment, you might want to offer them a coupon or a discount on shipping or something like that so that they come back to you and there's really not a commitment there um, unless they decide that they want to do that. And what you're doing this is you're, you're creating a middle step that is a little less risky to your potential customers and it also continues them to engage with you, but they've also willingly entered into that step. And then once they've... Uh, gotten to know you a little bit and and are aware of you and are starting to build that relationship with you, the next step is the nurture stage. And nurturing is really the period of time where a potential customer gets the information they need about your business in order to decide uh, whether or not they're going to make that purchase. Um, you can't really rely on your leads or, or those people seeking you out and seeking out that information from you. Um, so you have to remember that it's your job to provide that information during this this process. And it's really not reminding them that you exist um, and that they should choose you. It's, it's staying on top of mind through uh, providing valuable information, including some quality products and services or promotions. Um, you're not really trick, trying to trick them into buying. What you're doing is you're building the relationship with them so that they can learn to trust you and come to understand your value to them. And, and this concept is to provide information or assistance that moves them closer to that sale. And remember, you're not going to be obnoxious or pushy during this stage. It's just a gentle per- push or a piece of guidance that can be the difference between someone who forgot about your business and someone who, who is actually ready to complete a transaction. 
And then the last stage is actually the sale stage. And we all get really excited about that. And that's the stage when the, the customer buys from you. And then, as I said earlier, what you need to do after that stage is you need to continue to nurture and grow that relationship so that they come back and buy from you again and again. And also start talking to their um, their own colleagues and their sphere of influence to get them to buy from you as well. So when you're building your sales funnel, the most important thing you need to understand is your ideal customer. And your sales funnel has to be built around who you want to attract and not around your product or service. So we need to build your um, ideal customer avatar, or if you have more than one audience, you need to build more than one avatar. So this matters because... Depending on how well you define your customer, it will really determine how effective and expensive your marketing efforts are. So you really want to start to focus your efforts and you want to craft that content to the audience using the right tone and the right language. And um, and the thing is that without understanding your ideal customer, you'll spend lots of money without a return and not understand why. Um, you'll create great sales funnels like we're talking about and attract the wrong people. Um, and you'll also create content that doesn't talk specifically to your ideal customer and you may wind up driving people away. So the bottom line is without an ideal customer, you're wasting your time, money, and energy. So a couple of things to consider when you're talking about building your ideal customer avatar. I want you to put aside the urge to say, I know my audience. Um, We all have a tendency to do that. And uh, I want you to make a mental note and and, uh, make it uh, an active pursuit not to say that to yourself. The other thing that I want you to do is I want you to put aside your fear of leaving anyone out. My favorite example, and I've used this before, is um, my skincare example where somebody will get up and say, um, uh, my audience is everyone with skin. And that doesn't really tell you anything about the, her products or services or who who her people are. And it doesn't really bring to mind anybody when you're talking about anyone with skin. It's such a broad subject and such a broad topic that you're really not going to be able to hone in on who your specific target audience is. The other thing that I want you to remember is that you probably are not your audience. Um, don't rely on your gut feeling or what you like and don't like. It's not you who's buying your product or service. It's your it's your customers. And so um, you need to make sure that you understand them and not what you think they want. Um, the other thing that I, I want to remind you is that you can have more than one target audience, but you also need to define each one separately. So for example, going back to the skincare Um, example of everyone with skin. Well, there's three types of skin that you can have. You can have dry, oily, and normal skin, and each one has their sets of problems and challenges. So that may be uh, actually three target markets for you. Or if you're targeting health and wellness, um, you may want to target people who like Trader Joe's or some other local health, health store. So when you're building your customer avatar, what you want to do is is your goal is really to answer the questions of how do you fulfill their needs, solve their problems, or simplify their life. 
So when you're building your avatar, and this is this is a condensed version. So if you want a more uh, detailed version of what I'm talking about, you can go back and listen to my uh, the, our our episode on uh, putting together your ideal customer. But in building your avatar, you want to make sure that you're focusing on one specific person, that person that's sitting exactly opposite you, almost as if you're uh, having a cup of coffee with them and having a conversation with them. You want to name them. Give them a name. It doesn't have to be anything spectacular. You can call them Susie Homemaker or Joe Schmo, um, but something that's descriptive of who they represent. And you might even want to find a picture that represents them so that when you're putting together your content um, and starting to talk to them through your social media or in person or uh, on your blog, you have that picture that comes to mind. And then what you want to do is you want to start developing that backstory. And that backstory consists of all the information that you need to know about that person. So um, what's their age? How, are they married or single? Do they have children? Uh, what's their occupation? What's their income? Um, where are they located? Are they, uh, is your target audience national or is it regional? What are their goals? What are their goals for their business, for their life, for whatever um, uh, industry or niche you're in? What are some of their challenges? Um, what are some of their sources of information? So uh, when we talk about that, we're talking about what books do they read? What magazines do they look at? Um, are there specific web websites that they go to for their information? Um, are there uh, specific sources, uh, podcasts that they listen to? Um, where do they get their information on how they live their life and how they run their business or how they interact with people that give them the products and services that you provide. Uh, another thing that you want to do when you're putting together this avatar is you want to talk. You want to think about what worries them, what keeps them up at night, and um, does your product or service help solve that that uh, worry, or does it actually take take it down a notch if, if possible? And again, how does your product or service help them meet their goals or challenges and alleviate those worries? And those are really the, the key things that you want to do when you're putting together your customer avatar. You want to make sure that you're hitting all those necessary points that will help you craft all of your content, your, your blog posts, how you're going to interact with them online, on social media, how you're going to interact with them um, when you're meeting them face-to-face, -face, how are you going to answer their questions and talk to them on their level and not on a techie or an industry level with your industry jargon? Um, the one thing that you're really going to need to do for this is you're probably going to need to do some research. Uh, you're going to need to ask some questions, so make sure that you have some of your customers that are willing to answer some of those questions for you. And if you're starting out, just start asking questions of those people that you think might be interested in your products and services and find out the, um, the 
the demographics of them and what those needs and challenges are and figure out a way to put that ideal customer avatar in place because that is so important to putting your sales funnel in place and making sure that it's a successful uh, sales funnel. And with that, we are going to take our next break and when we come, black, come back, we're going to break down what to include in each stage of your sales funnel. So stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Like what you are hearing on marketing that won't break the bank? Join our mailing list to receive show updates, exclusive bonus materials, and more information on marketing for small businesses. To sign up, visit 411marketingsolutions.com forward slash radio. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, we spent a bit of time uh, talking about your ideal customer avatar and why it's so important to put that together. And uh, and I don't want to, I, I need to emphasize it as much as possible because it could actually make or break your sales funnel and how successful it is. So once you've designed your uh, ideal customer avatar, now it's really time to start working on the various stages of your sales funnel. And I want to remind you that we're looking at that modified version that I talked about that really only has three stages, the first being awareness, then nurturing, and then uh, your sales and conversion. So uh, in that first stage of awareness, you really have two goals. Um, you want to focus on the conversation and you want to also be able to grab their attention. So attention doesn't really mean running up to your prospects and uh, proposing marriage. Um, what, what you want to do is you kind of want to think about this whole process almost if, as if you're dating your customer or your potential customer. When, when you uh, start, when you uh, first meet somebody that you might want to start dating, you don't go up to them and actually say, will you marry me? Well, some of you might, but in, in for most of us, we wouldn't do that. So that's what you want to do in this stage. Your, your goal is really to get your prospect interested enough to talk back to you. And that's 
that's really it. And um, if you hit them up with that sales, that hard sale at first, they'll probably scatter and, and not come back. You're trying to ease into this relationship. And uh, if, if you're having trouble picturing this, this is your cold audience. These are your cold calls. You don't know them and they don't know you. And what you should, you should always try to, to find new ways to run traffic to this audience so that you can build your customer base. And that's one of the things that I, I want to make sure that you understand when we're talking about sales funnels. There's not necessarily a specific start and end to the sales funnel. It kind of goes around in a circle. We're talking about it as a funnel because you're pouring a lot of people into the top and few are coming out the bottom. But you really want to always be pouring people into the top and, and generating that new audience that that comes into the awareness stage and finds you and starts to interact with you because they're eventually going to become your customers. And um, if you lose them at this stage, you're going to lose them through the rest of the points of, of your um, sales funnel. So once, so again, uh, your goal, there, there's a couple of other goals. I mean, I, I already mentioned that uh, you want to focus on that conversation and attract attention. But here, your goals are also to introduce your brand to your target market. You want to give them value. Um, you want to build trust and you want to establish yourself as an authority. And I keep talking about the no like, and trust factor. And if there's any place that you need to build it, it's here. Um, this is where you're going to either grab their attention and they're going to want to listen to you and know more about you and begin following you, or you're going to lose it. And if you lose it, you may not be able to get it back after that. So there's a couple of different things that you can do to attract that audience and keep them coming in and, and uh, piquing their interest and getting them to start to get to know you. Um, so uh, here, here's a list of some of the things that you can offer to this audience. Um, you can offer them a blog post or an other, another piece of content like a video that solves a problem or is just interesting content for your audience. This is probably one of the uh, lowest uh, risk factor uh, solutions to this audience. You're just asking them to uh, sh to uh, share with you or you're, you're just giving them a piece of content and you're saying, hey, this is something that you might want to uh, listen to or you might want to read. It, it's important for whatever uh, your, your business is or the problem or solution that you're trying to solve. Um, you can also use social media updates as a way to do this. And again, this is where your ideal customer avatar comes into play because you need to know what your audience wants and what, what's, what their problems and challenges are. And you want to make sure that you're staying on topic and are giving them information that is helpful to them and um, gets them to interact with you. Uh, another way that you can uh, get this audience to listen to you is through podcasts. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about how to set up your own podcast, and that's a great way for people to start to listen to you and uh, get to know you a little bit better. And in some ways, it may be a little bit 
better than just a blog post because they hear your personality coming through in your voice and they can uh, get to know your, your quirks and idiosyncrasies. This is really about building that relationship and that's all you're doing in this stage. Uh, you may have a free webinar that you want to offer um, to give them a little bit more information on what you're all about and some of your products and services. And and again, it's uh, there's a no obligation way for you to get in front of them and for them to get to know and like you. Um, and another way that you can do it is through a quiz or a survey. Ask them questions. People love to talk about themselves. And they love to take quizzes and surveys, as you can see from the proliferation of them on things like Facebook and some of the other social media sites. Um, they're always showing up in your, in your news feed, and invariably one of them will catch your eye and you'll take it. And it may be a silly quiz, um, but you're but you're happy to take it, or it may be something that uh, just piques your interest a little. And, and that's information that you as a marketer and as a business owner can use to figure out who your audience is and um, how to start segmenting them. And, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, you can use lead magnets, and we talked about lead magnets a while ago, but this is a way for you to um, get their email addresses. Maybe you offer them a white paper or a checklist or something simple that doesn't cost you anything or it doesn't cost them anything, and all you want in exchange for it is, in, is their email. Um, and Right now, uh, and we talked about this when we were talking about lead magnets, but it's really important that whatever you do for a lead magnet to get that information from them, to get them to give you that email address, it has to be something that uh, sticks out to them and is really important to them because uh, we're always bombarded every day with new emails and new ways for people to say, sign up for my email list, sign up for my email list. And I don't know about you, but I get hundreds and hundreds of emails a day and half of it is junk. Um, and I just don't want to sign up for another thing unless it's something that I'm interested in and may want to pursue uh, a little bit down the line. So when you when you put together a lead magnet in this awareness stage, you want to keep that in mind that this, that their email address is precious to them, and you want to make sure that you're not overstepping your bounds and start um, emailing them to death and spamming them to death because that will also take them out of your sales funnel and you won't be able to get them back in the future. And another thing, uh, and, and I think this is the last thing that I want to talk about as far as what you can offer your audience um, in this awareness stage is white papers. A lot of times, uh, as small business owners, we're always looking for information on our industry or ways that we can um, solve our problems or or uh, figure out a, a way to do business better. And if you have a white paper or a case study or something that goes into a lot of depth that you can offer to your customers or your potential customer, uh, actually your potential customers in this case, then do that. Offer it to them and let them know exactly um, 
who you are and show off your expertise so that they get to know and like and trust you a little bit better. Um, these are all great ways for you to start working on that awareness stage. And then once they become uh, awareness uh, aware of you and you've spent a little bit of time with with this audience and they've warmed up to you a bit, it's time to move on to the next stage, which is the nurturing stage. And then, and in this stage, you actually have two goals. You want to start generating bona fide leads and you want to see if you can make some low dollar sales. Um, and as I said, the awareness stage is really the getting to know you stage. There are no commitments and it's just about the conversation in the nurturing stage. Uh, you're actually testing the waters and trying to get them to take that relationship to the next level. Um, you're testing their level of commitment. And again, this goes back to the whole thing of having a relationship with somebody else. You're developing that relationship. So during this stage, you can make several different offers to your audience. Um, lead magnets are a great way to do that. Uh, we, we just spent a little bit of time talking about it for the awareness stage. But in this stage, you could actually probably charge a couple of dollars for it if you wanted to. Um, and it's all to get their email address. You can also use the quiz survey route um, in this stage as well. And it's a way to engage people and then offer them the results uh, in exchange for their email address. So before you were just letting them take the quiz and survey and say, oh, this was this was interesting. Now, if this is a different, more in-depth quiz and there's results that you can give them, ask, uh, ask them for their email address so that you can email them their results. You can do a paid webinar here or continue to do a free webinar. You can have a flash sale or a low dollar offer. And when I talk about low dollar offers, I'm talking about probably less than $10. It's still a little bit of a commitment, but it's not much and they're not gonna they're not gonna feel like you're taking advantage of them in this in this um, in this stage. You can do a product demo. Um, a lot of times, and this is what we had talked earlier about, this is where they're starting to kick the tires and really decide if your products and services are what they need to solve their problem. So giving them a demo is a great way to get them to actually see who you are, what your product and service is about, and, and take it to the ne another level without much of a commitment. You can do some branding videos that show your culture and more about your company so that they get to know, like, and trust you a little bit better. Or you can give them a free or paid ebook that gives them a little bit more understanding of who you are, um, helps them work through some of the issues or gives them some really great information. Um, and then once uh, your audience has kicked around the tires a bit and tried out a low cost product or service it's now ready to you're now ready to take the time to get them to make a commitment and these people know you really really well so the effort to make that sale should should actually be minimal and here your goals are um, activation you want to remind the customer who hasn't purchased in a while that you exist and see if they're interested in a product that's different from what they've purchased and it's also a time to sell some of those higher dollar sales that uh, take a, a little bit longer in the process so there's just a couple of different offers that you can make to this audience 
audience. You can invite them to an, a high-ticket event. You can invite them to paid webinars. You can give them high-dollar offers like training or membership sites or something along those lines. And you can also offer them done-for-you services and, and get them to hop into bed with you, so to speak. So those are really the stages that we've gone through. And it's important that you don't let the sales funnel end there. And we've already talked about that a bit. And it's time for our last break. So when we come back, we'll wrap up our discussion about creating your sales funnel and talk about some next steps. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I've given you an awful lot of information on sales funnels and some ideas on, on what kind of content you should be providing at each stage of the process. So now we're going to finish up by looking at some tips to improve your sales funnel. So one of the first things that I want to uh tell you is that you probably should be using multiple marketing channels to attract your visitors. I think you've probably figured this out already, but you really don't want to put all your eggs in one basket when it comes to actually marketing to your audience. Um, you can include things like pay-per-click, advertising, off-site SEO, uh, direct mail campaigns, and even cold calling if you're, if you're up to it. 
your your channels may differ um, depending on your industry. So you want to make sure that you know exactly where your audience is hanging out and what they're looking for. You may want to choose a couple of different social media channels. You um, may want to do a lot of offline marketing if, if that's where your audience is. But you just really need to know where your audience is and make sure that you've diversified your marketing channels. You also want to make sure that you uh, analyze the effectiveness of your marketing campaigns. Um, you need to learn what marketing channels are most effective, and you can do that by analyzing your website traffic and your inbound calls and, and all the interactions that you have with your customers. You might want to ask them, hey, how did you hear about us and that sort of stuff. Uh, what the data will do, it will help you make educated decisions so you're not really throwing that spaghetti up against the, the wall and hoping that something sticks. You also want to start looking at um, posting new content on your website and on your social media on a regular basis. We've talked about the fact that content is king and your blog is really a great place to organize all of your great content. Um, you want to make sure that your blogs are useful and they can improve your SEO as well as engaging um, with your current clients and potential clients. And that's really why you want to make sure that your blogs are great for SEO purposes because that's how um, those people who don't know who you are are going to find you. And if you're still struggling with how to um, get your blog going and posting on a regular basis, uh, our 30-day blogging challenge is still going on and you can still sign up for that. And you can sign up for that at 411marketingchallenge.com slash 30 days of blogging and you can get right into that and I'll give you a little bit more information on that in a little while. Uh, the next thing that you can do to improve your sales funnel is to make sure that you're listening to your prospects and customers and adapt your website and your strategy accordingly. And if your customers and, and prospects are asking uh, questions related to your products or services, you might want to consider answering them in a blog post or in a social media post. And, and, and one of the reasons why you want to do this is that if one or two of your customers are asking these questions, chances are that others have similar questions. And just adding those answers to your site or to your, your social media networks, uh, it will attract new visitors. Uh, again, with all that SEO, that, that good SEO that you're doing. You want to make sure that whatever you're doing and whatever content you're posting, you have uh, more than one call to action on your website and in your social media. Um, People are at different stages in the in the customer journey, so you might you, you need to make sure that you're hitting them at each of those stages. Some might be ready to call or email, while others still may be in the research stage and, and, and looking around. You want to make sure to include um, those things that we've talked about, like free ebooks or white papers or some sort of lead magnet to catch, capture names and email addresses for those who aren't quite ready to talk to you about an actual sale. And you want to make sure that you're retargeting your website visitors who don't convert the first time. Um, we haven't really had a chance to talk about retargeting uh, as far as a marketing strategy goes, 
But I want to make sure that you have this in your mind as you go forward and as you build your sales funnels. Um, You might not be able to capture uh, that lead information for all of your website visitors, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't give up on those visitors that haven't converted. So you want to think about uh, uh, running a retargeting campaign on display advertisements at popular websites, um, which will only be displayed to those that have visited your website. It's also another chance to um, draw them back in. And you've all seen these. These are the ones where uh, when you're uh, when you've gone to say Amazon and, and you've looked at something that you want to purchase and you haven't purchased it, all of a sudden it's starting to show up everywhere you go on the internet. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about retargeting. And there's a lot of really cool ways that you can do that. Um, part of it is uh, what's called pixeling, which is where you put a little piece of code on your website and that will track who has come to your website, who has read specific articles on your website or uh, on your blog and will start retargeting and you can start retargeting to those audiences on Facebook and uh, Twitter and LinkedIn and uh, some other places on the internet. I know it sounds creepy, but it's actually a really great way to make sure that you don't lose your audience and that you're there when they're ready to buy or they're ready to move on to the next stage of the sales cycle. Um, you also want to see if you can become an authority in your industry and, and or region. And if you're known as an industry expert, your prospects will re- actually be seeking you out rather than the other way around. So this is a, a good way for them to start pursuing you rather than you pursuing them. Um, you might want to consider planning a lunch and learn session or organizing uh, webinars on a regular basis. Um, once you uh, your brand recognition grows, you may even uh, attract some of those inbound links to your website, which will also help uh, you, you will also benefit from the SEO associated with that. So this is really one of those things that you want to do and want to cultivate because if you're seen as an expert, people are really going to start coming to you and you're not going to have to pursue them as much as, as you have in the past. You also want to make sure that you're nurturing your po- prospects. Don't give up on the leads. There is a cycle and people move through that cycle at different pa- uh paces. So you want to make sure that you're uh, moving them along at their pace and not your pace. And then you want to make sure that uh, you are working on all cylinders. So if you have a referral program, you might want to add an incentive to that for your already loyal customers to um, refer others to you and attract others that way. And the last thing that I want to remind you is that it's time to take action now. So the first step to improving your sales funnel and marketing efforts is taking that action. And it's time now to start putting that plan in place for 2018. You don't need to uh, have everything done at once, but you should start to create that game plan with specific due dates to ensure that you're making process. And we've made it. 
I hope that I've given you some good tips on what to consider when putting together your sales funnel and why it's important. So if so, please let me know how you're going to use that information by leaving me a comment on my Facebook page at 411 Marketing Solutions. And if you have any questions about what we've covered or a question that we haven't answered, please feel free to drop me a line at Janet at 411MarketingSolutions.com. And so now let's take a look at what's coming up on Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I talked a little bit about our 40, uh, our 30-day blogging challenge. So you can actually sign up for that at 411marketingchallenge.com slash 30 days of blogging. I'll give you an email a day with some ideas for content and ways to promote your blog. And you can join our Facebook group and ask questions on how to blog and get ready for 2018. Next week, we're going to be talking about the seven types of videos to add to your marketing mix. And uh, I am so glad that you joined us on Marketing That Won't Break the Bank today. I hope it's been informative and you came away with some new ideas to market your business. Have a great week, and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning in this week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Be sure to join Janet Kunst for another edition of the program next Wednesday.